Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. Hi, I'm Karen Adler. I'm Judith Vertig, and our newest cookbook is Red, White, and Q. You two are the barbecue queens, experts on grilling and barbecuing. I've lost track. How many barbecue cookbooks have you put out together? Together, this is lucky number 13. How did you get started as a team? Uh, We're part of an all-women barbecue team, uh, the Q Queens, and we competed against a men's team a couple of times, and we won most of them. So we bottled our own barbecue sauce, and uh, we kind of learned kind of from the ground up. But uh, after a while, we, Karen and I kind of branched out and did our own thing um, because we're cookbook authors and we, uh, we kind of took it in that direction. Do you find that women are grilling more these days? Yes. As each year goes by, more and more women are grilling inside and outside. Um, they are finding that it's a quick, fast way because you're going to use high heat when you grill, you know, a boneless, skinless chicken breast, or you want to grill, um, a hamburger even. And what women are doing is they've embraced grilling the vegetables and the fruits along with their protein source. You know, we, we find with Red, White, and Q and with our uh, previous book, The Gardener and the Grill, that we hear from more and more women that say, you know, finally, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're having, even if no matter who grills, whether it's their husbands or their partners or whoever's at the grill, that they can do more than one thing that they can, if they're doing chicken or fish, they can also do vegetables at the same time. And it's kind of, that's how women think. It's like they, they try to do more than one thing at one time. We're fixing the whole meal. Yeah. We do it all. Yes, we we do. do. (laughs) (laughs) So this cookbook celebrates grilling from the garden. In your salad chapter, you have 17 recipes. Describe your grilled romaine recipe from page 93. Well, it's one of our favorites and we've been grilling romaine for years and the it's, it's so simple, but what's nice is to get a little bit of a head start in the day. Take your hearts of romaine and cut them lengthwise, leave the stem intact, rinse them, dry them on towels. And then when they're nice and dry, you're ready to grill. They can even go back in the fridge to chill them up a little bit. Okay, so time to grill over a hot fire, a little bit of olive oil and salt and pepper brushed on the cut side, and then cut side down over the hot fire. Keep the lid up on the grill, and you're going to grill them for about two or three minutes until you get these beautiful charred grill marks. And then what I love with this recipe too, Judith, is the smoky blue cheese dressing. And that's really good. Smoky blue cheese or, uh, you know, any kind of dressing really tastes good on this. And what's great about grilled romaine is that you get the flavor of the grill, but the crunch of the lettuce. So it's, it's really very good. Do you serve it warm or do you wait for it to cool off a little bit? No, serve it right away because you don't want it to get, you know, too wilted. Um, and it's, it's a last minute prep, but the nice thing is for anybody doing this last minute, it, it grills, you know, with a snap of the finger so quickly. 
And this is one that no matter where your grill is, if you have a grill griddle uh, in your kitchen, you can you can do this on the grill griddle because you're not you know you're not heating it up for a very long time. So it's a, it's an indoor outdoor thing. I love how you put a little gourmet twist on all of your barbecue recipes. I saw your piece on the TV about uh, your summer grilling tips. Tell me about grilling lemons and limes. That's something that you really never think of. No, and uh, and it's amazing that you know we think of lemon and limes as very very sour, but they have fruit sugars also. And so when you cut a lemon and lime in, in half, and you grill it cut side down till it gets good grill marks, it caramelizes the sugars that are in the fruit, and then you get this wonderful sort of caramel citrus flavor. Uh, whether you use that in a vinaigrette, it, it makes a dynamite. Uh, alcoholic drink, like a, a grilled lemon whiskey sour. Uh, it would be great in uh, a margarita, grilled lime in a margarita. Uh, grill it alongside your fish or your chicken, and then just squeeze that warm lemon, which gives you like twice as much juice, and it's really supple, and, it, and the flavor uh, just can't be matched on fresh lemon or lime. Tell us about your patio pizza. Well, uh, that was a really fun project to work on. Um, and we, there are like five different ways that you can do pizza on the grill. And, um, so we, we experimented with all those. We made different doughs. Um, you know, you need a different dough depending on whether you're doing, uh, like a flatbread on yeah, the grill and, that, and that's the easiest one. That's the easiest bread. one. And it's, uh, it's easy to say flatbread because then it can be any shape. If you say pizza, people expect like a perfect circle. So, uh, so you can have a flatbread that looks like <laughs> Afghanistan, and that's really fine. So, <laughs> and the flatbread's fun. You can do like handheld flatbread, um, or you can do a bigger piece. Mine usually looks like Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we've, we've done, you know, the high heat, uh, portable pizza oven that, that, uh, you know, you can have on your patio. Those turn out really great pizzas. They, they, that you need a thin dough and they bake at about 750 degrees, which you cannot get on your regular grill. So, and you so, need the pizza peel. Yeah. You need a pizza peel. And, but, uh, so that was, that was just a really fun project. Because and, you can get yeah. wood fired oven pizza without a wood fired oven in your own backyard, in your hot, hot grill. Yeah, it's really easy. And we like it because then you can do those exquisite toppings. One of them we have is just so simple. It's to spread a little bit of lemony aioli on top of it and sprinkle some uh, pistachio. And what else do we put on that one? Grilled asparagus. Oh, yes. It's fabulous. Yeah, that's fabulous. We did a, we did a, a kind of a chopped up Brussels sprout pizza with uh with some ham and some other things on it. And it sounds like that would just be dreadful. And it was, oh, it was fabulous. like we fought over that one. So <laughs> smoke flavor has really taken on a life of its own lately. Talk about different ways we can add smoky flavor to our summer cookouts. Well, there, you know, there's the traditional way, you know, with traditional barbecue that is smoked ribs and smoked brisket that can take hours. And then there are the... By quick, using wood. By using wood, smoldering wood. Um, but then there are the easy things like, um, you know, more and more uh, people are trying to eat vegetarian or vegan. And, um, and you know, you're going to have 
those people come to your uh, gathering. So you need to have something for them. So uh, you can smoke cashews and then make a, uh, a smoked cashew crema. And you can, make, you can smoke apples and make a smoked applesauce that's really good with, with uh, pork tenderloin. You can smoke tomatoes, and that's really good. You can make a smoked tomato salsa or smoked tomato soup. Or smoked tomato basil butter. That is delicious. <laughs> so, I mean, you could smoke little things, you know, that only take about 20 to 30 minutes because they don't really have to cook. They just need to take on the aroma of smoke. Or you can run the whole gamut and do a brisket that'll set you back about 10 to 12 hours. And Susie, there's so many specialty smoked products that you can use um, to enhance whatever it is you're cooking. Uh, you know, the Spanish smoked paprika is widely available now. You can buy smoked salts and peppers. You can even buy smoked sugar. Um, and some of the smoked bitters are lovely and the smoked cheeses. And we have a recipe um, in Red, White & Q for smoking ice cubes. Really? And that adds uh, a little something interesting to uh, a Bloody Mary or, you know, any kind of a drink. You smoke the water and then you freeze that smoked water and you've got the smoked ice cubes. Did you know liquid smoke was created in Kansas City? No. You didn't? No, I didn't. But, you know, used sparingly, it's wonderful. But... Way back when, there were these horrible recipes where people would take a whole bottle of uh, liquid smoke and pour it on a brisket, and that was nasty. Yeah, it started out as a meat preservative, so whole bottle sounds awful. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about wine pairings with barbecue. What wines work best? Well, a few years ago, we were judging at a, a gnarly head backyard barbecue contest, and they served this fabulous old vine Zinfandel, and it's a red Zinfandel. It's not the pink sweet Zinfandel. And, you know, day in and day out, the Zins are perfect with the smoky meats and the barbecue sauce. But, but you can also pair whatever it is you like. And Judith, you have more on this too. Yeah. I like, uh, you know, if you're going to grill a really wonderful steak and I'm a person that I, I like a little char. So my perfect steak is charry on the outside and rare on the inside. And sometimes that's called black and blue. Um, a Pinot Noir is really good, but then, then there's for grilled things and grilled things, I think call more for a, a white wine, a crisp white wine, or, you know, what's perfect in the summer is a really crisp rosé. Something in this cookbook I had never heard of is stir grilling. What's that? Stir grilling is uh, using a perforated grill wok or grill basket. And so the, what's good about these baskets and, and woks is that you can grill tiny pieces of food. So if you want to chop up your vegetables and you want to have pieces of something tender like pork tenderloin or, or chicken uh, chicken breast uh, or small pieces of fish or seafood. Um, you marinate them, then drain the marinade, pour everything into the perforated grill wok and use paddles to stir grill it over a hot fire. So we wouldn't call it stir frying because we've eliminated the grease, you know, the oil for, for frying. And it's just this 
wonderful, much healthier way of still getting that Asian influence if you're using, you know, Asian, um, um, an, any kind of an Asian marinade, uh, but it's grill, it's got the chari grill from it too. And you can get a big basket and stir grill like a, a dinner for four in a big basket. And then a smaller basket's going to grill for two or three. And the, the holes that are stamped in both of these products, um, are about a half an inch. Um, and they're all over so that you still can get the, the grill fire and the smokiness, um, um, into your stir grilled recipe. Farm fresh food for the American Grill is where it's at this summer with Red, White, and Q. Where can we find you on the web? Uh, we are Facebook, at Facebook, uh, BBQ we're Queens, and uh, JudithFertig.com. So we're just everywhere. You can't you can't avoid us. So. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I must mention that I wouldn't be here today without Karen Adler. Karen took a chance on me and gave me my very first cookbook publicity job in Kansas City in 1993. Then I moved to New York City to do national cookbook publicity in 96. And I owe my love of cookbooks and this podcast to you, Karen. I can't thank you and Judith enough for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Well, it's we, our pleasure, Susie. And we wish you all the luck in the world, Susie. We loved being with you today. Subscribe in iTunes and follow me on Instagram at Cookery by the Book, on Twitter at I am Susie Chase. Thank you so much for listening to Cookery by the Book podcast.